Good day and happy 4th of July. Francis Gargani here, once again coming to you from our Redemptress Provincial House in Washington, D.C. Recorded earlier from there, I am actually at our Redemptress Retreat Center, San Alfonso, in Long Branch, New Jersey, on this July 4th holiday, having just completed teaming on our Redemptress annual seven-day end of June-July directed retreat. The directed retreat was born of the exercises of St. Ignatius Loyola, popularized by the Jesuits over the centuries, and in its early practice and pure form, extends over 30 days. For years now, it is also offered over the course of seven or eight days for folks to come apart, spend their days in silence and contemplative prayer. Strictly speaking, directed retreats are not preached retreats. In other words, there's no overall theme that is laced through a series of conferences or presentations. The spirit guides the person making the retreat, and through the daily session with one of the team spiritual directors, folks hopefully become more alive to the presence of God in their lives and the unfolding of God's invitation as they try to follow God's direction. The days of the retreat are punctuated with a daily gathering of Eucharist and homiletic sharing from one of the directors, as well as a communal night prayer to close the day. Being on the Atlantic Ocean with its own beach and boardwalk, our San Alfonso Retreat House provides a lovely environment for spiritual reading, prayer, reflection, restorative rest. I share this because not only is this a traditional holiday weekend when many folks do not engage in ordinary employment of work, but also because in its origin and practice over the centuries, it is a commemoration of this nation's initial uprising of political independence from Great Britain and a celebration of one of its founding ideals, freedom. The directed retreat, let alone the spiritual life in and of itself, is all about freedom, spiritual freedom, an ideal that can be quite different from the political concept that is championed in American politics. So let's listen to today's gospel section from John chapter 14, verses 23 to 29. Jesus said to his disciple, whoever loves me will keep my word and my Father will love him. We will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my word, yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I've told you this while I am with you, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, that the Father will send in my name. The Spirit will teach you everything, remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I'm going away and will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. Such beautiful and powerful words 
from our master and rabbi, Jesus. The peace Jesus offers us, the peace that envelops his whole person, is not a peace based on power and might, or wealth or possessions, or status and social ranking. Rather, it's a peace that flows from utter conviction that because God sent in Christ's name the Holy Spirit in the role of advocate, fear, even in the face of rejection or persecution, cannot control us. Listen again to those words of Jesus. My Father will love her or him, will come and make our dwelling with her or him. Our peace, that is, our freedom from fear, is based on the God who dwells within us, is ever inviting us to dwell in God. The follower of the Christ knows there is no peace in war, in resentment and retaliation, in vengeance and getting even, let alone in the latest weapons of mass destruction or of nuclear weaponry. The follower of Christ eschews everything that is inimical to real and authentic peace, including false pretenses and concessions that only plant seeds of future distrust and retaliation. Freedom for the follower of Jesus is not based on military might or based on an individual's right to purchase military high-powered automatic rifles and other weapons of violence too often of mass destruction. Freedom for the follower of Jesus has everything to do with the common good and not the isolating extreme rights of the individual citizen that ignore the priority of what is best for the community of all peoples, not to mention the community of creatures and creation. Freedom for the Christian has less to do with individual independence and everything to do with living the interdependence we share with everyone and everything as God created. It is in that spirit of freedom and interdependent independence we yearn to live as followers of the Christ. In the words of Paul to the Philippians in today's second reading, then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is my song, O God of all the nations, a song of peace for lands afar and mine. This is my home, the country where my heart is. Here are my hopes, my dreams, my holy shrine. But other hearts in other lands are beating with hopes and dreams as true and high as mine. My country skies are bluer than the ocean and sunlight beams on clover, leaf, and pine. 
But other lands have sunlight too, and clover, and skies are everywhere as blue as mine. Oh, hear my song, thou God of all the nation, a song of peace for their land and for mine. This is my prayer, O Lord of all earth's kingdom. Thy kingdom come, on earth thy will be done. Let Christ be lifted up till all shall serve him, and hearts united learn to live as one. Oh, hear my prayer, thou God of all the nations, myself I give thee, let thy will be done.